thinking. The fact that the road Millie Pangman had to cross to reach the judge's house was named Shin had something to do with it. Not to mention the Shin Free School, which had graduated her merit and her eddy, and which little Deborah was to attend in the fall. Powerful name, Shin, in Shin Corners. Twenty miles out of Cudbury, the scrub had changed to second-growth timber as the hills thickened to degenerate a few miles on into a land of marsh and bogs. Then, at the twenty-five-mile mark, they had skirted Peeper's Pond with its orchestra of bull fiddles, and suddenly they had topped the hill named Holy and seen Shin Corners in the wrinkled valley a mile below, looking like a cluster of boils on an old man's neck. Everything in the shifty dusk had seemed poor. The untidy land, the dried-up bed of what his kinsmen said had once been a prosperous river, the huddle of once-white buildings. When Russ Bailey deposited them in the heart of the village on the uncut lawn of the Shin House and drove the judge's packard away to be garaged in Cudbury at Lias Worley's for the week of their stay, Johnny had felt an absurd sinking of the heart. It was different from Cudbury, all right, and Cudbury had been bad enough. It was the last place in the world a man could find an answer to anything. Johnny smiled at himself. All hope was not dead then. The thought tickled him in a lazy sort of way. But you mentioned murder, Johnny said. I suppose you're prepared with an impressive list of local homicide statistics? Well, you've got me there, admitted the old man. We had one gaudy case in 1739, infanticide by a 17-year-old girl who'd made the two-backed animal with a deacon of the church, that church there on the north corner, where your grandfather was baptized, married, and buried from. Then there was a regrettable corpse during the Civil War, the result of an argument between an abolitionist and a Volantium Democrat. And we had a murder only about fifteen years ago. I suppose you wouldn't say that three in two hundred and fifty-some years constitute much of a statistic, no. For which, by the way, the Lord be praised, and may he continue to stay the hand of Cain ad finem. And Judge Shin glowed at his village a panorama of sunny emptiness. Where the dickens was I? The complexity of murder in Ray the backcountry yank, Johnny said. Exactly. You have to understand that the Puritan spirit lies heavy within us, like gas on a troubled stomach. None of your New York or even Cudbury melting pots for us to reduce us to some watery soup with a furrin handle? We're concentrated in our substance, and if you set your nose to the wind, you'll get the whiff of us. Not me, said Johnny. I'm all scattered to hell and gone. Who said anything about you? demanded the judge. Your disease is about as close to shin corners as Asiatic cholera. Don't let your name fool you, my boy. You're a heathen ignoramus, and it's a historical fact I'm preaching. 
Let me tell you about the Puritan nature that's somehow been bred out of you. The Puritan nature boils down to just one thing. Privacy. You let me be, neighbor, and I'll do likewise. Unless and until, of course, the community is threatened. That's a different pack of pickles. That's where the contradiction starts operating. Murder, reminded his New York kinsman. I'm getting there, said Judge Shin, warming to it. Murder to folks hereabout is more than a legal indiscretion. We've been taught with our mush that killing is forbidden by the Bible, and we're mighty set on it. But we're also all wrapped up in the sacred rights of the individual. Thou shalt not kill, but thou...